You're listening to The World in My Eyes. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation Atlanta, and welcome to another episode of The World in My Eyes, where I get the opportunity of sharing what all those crazy-ass voices in my head are saying on a regular basis. And we've spent such a great deal of time getting so very intimate with each other. But in case you're new to the program, I am the naughty mistress with the mostest, the melodic goddess, and the deviant diva, naughty Nicole Delacroix. Now, before I jump into today's topic, I do want to remind all you naughty little listeners out there that the Renegade Talk Radio Network is growing every single day. We've got a fantastic new website, so make sure you've got it bookmarked. And make sure you are checking out all the fascinating and provocative shows that we have on the website. Don't forget, there's so much more great talk radio on its way to you, so make sure you're checking back in with us daily, because guess what? You do not want to miss what's coming up next. And hey, are you a budding podcaster? Think you have what it takes to join the Renegade Talk Radio Network? Well, then head on over to the website and sign up to have the great Richie show you how to do it. That's right, he's going to show you how to do things right. And guess what? If you've got the right stuff... He'll even put you on Renegade. Now, if you're okay with the talk radio, but you're in the mood for some hot-ass tunes, well then don't forget Sky Pilot Radio. They're playing the best damn music of all time. Alright, my little heathens, I'm ready to jump, are you? Let's jump into today's topic. And I'm going to preface today's topic with, These are my personal beliefs. These are my personal thoughts and my personal opinions about this particular topic. So, while I'm going to say some some things that you may not want to hear, no, 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 your little ears are not ready for it, I'm going to let you know that this is a personal rant of mine and has nothing to do with what anybody else thinks on Renegade. So, for today's topic on The World in My Eyes, we are talking about a topic that has been in the news, and I'm sure that so many of you have been on the edge of your fucking seats just thinking about it, so we're going to go ahead and cover it in today in detail. Yes, we're going to share with you everything that you need to know about Taylor Swift's current courtroom drama where she's suing a former Colorado DJ for her symbolic $1. Yeah, you're going to have to picture the air quotes around symbolic. So yeah, let's go ahead and just jump right into this little fucking quagmire. So if you've been hiding under a rock, or maybe if you're like me and don't give a single fuck about Tay-Tay, then, well, you're in for a shock. That's right, she's involved in yet another drama-filled episode. And this is all stemming from an alleged assault incident that happened back in 2013. Now, the Denver Federal Courthouse is all abuzz from all the drama that is the Taylor Swift dog and pony show. So, let's get to the nuts and bolts of it. As the story goes, way back in June 2nd of 2013, Miss Swift performed a concert at Denver's Pepsi Center. Now, before this illustrious show, she held a little meet and greet where David Mueller, a host for the city's country music radio station, KYGO, was present. 
Now, Mueller, who's actually known by the stage name of Jackson on the radio, and his then-girlfriend, Shannon Melcher, posed for a photo with Miss Taylor. Later that night, according to The Hollywood Reporter, a member of Swiss security team approached Mueller and accused him of touching her inappropriately. And as she stated, right as the moment came for us to pose for the photo. Yes, I'm doing this drippingly, saccharinely sweet voice for a reason, because she gets on my fucking nerves. So get used to it. He took his hand and put it up my dress and grabbed onto my ass cheek. And no matter how much I scooted over, it was still there. Oh my fucking God, shut the fuck up. At least that's what she said in a 2016 deposition, a transcript of which was easily obtained by Billboard. It was completely intentional. I've never been so sure of anything in my life. Oh, why, oh, why is me? Poor Tay-Tay can't seem to stay, stay away, away from drama. That's right. I am so sick of her fucking ass. Anyways, later that night, Swiss radio promotion director Frank Bell told KYGO about the incident. Two days later, the station fired Mueller. Now, according to court documents cited by the Associated Press, KYGO cited a morality clause in Mueller's contract that allows his employer to fire him for conduct that could reflect unfavorably on the station or its sponsors. Now, Mueller's base salary was roughly about 150000 per year, and he's been working in radio for around 20 years. I'm going to guess somebody who has 20 years in radio doing interviews and speaking to people probably knows how to act around a 23-year-old dipshit. Okay, never mind. Now, it took two full years for Mueller to even take legal action. Probably because of this accusation, he hasn't been able to find any work. But then again, I'm just speculating. So in September of 2015, he sued Swift for slander and for interfering with his employment contract, saying he didn't do anything wrong, and alleged that his radio boss was the real person who had actually groped Miss Swift, and he's seeking $3 million in damages. In part of his lawsuit, Mueller cites the photograph taken with Swift as evidence of his innocence. The contention that Mr. Mueller lifted up Miss Swift's skirt and grabbed her bottom while standing with his girlfriend in front of a photographer, her highly trained personal security, and uh, it's there's people all around, lady, during this company-sponsored event is just plain bullshit. Particularly given that Miss Swift's skirt, if you actually look at the picture, is in place and is not being lifted by anybody especially Mr. Mueller's hand in the photograph. Now, I've personally seen this picture, and I'm sure everybody else out there has too, and other than his hand being obviously behind her, and even I can tell that there's some space from where his hand is and where her ass begins, unless she's like Kim Kardashian and has the ass from hell, I don't see where her allegations even hold any merit. In fact, if you were to get really technical about this, why didn't Miss Swift call the police and file charges? Where was this elite group of bodyguards that followed this woman around? Why, in a room full of people, was someone even able to even begin to touch her, let alone inappropriately? I'm sorry, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid, bitch. Do I believe that at some point in the night that she was groped? Possibly. Do I believe it was this particular man? No. 
I honestly don't think that he would be fighting so hard and pushing so much against someone who quite literally has an army of lawyers on speed dial. I believe this is a case of mistaken identity, and because she's far too deep in it now, she just has to keep on keeping on instead of just admitting she made a mistake. Now, the judge tossed out the slander allegation in May of this year, but allowed the case to move forward on the charges of Swift interfering with Mueller's contract. The legal principle, by the way, is actually called tortious interference, which how many times do you want to just say that a day? Tortious interference. It's a fun fucking thing to say. Just go ahead and say it. Tortious interference. Okay. And in October 2015, Swift actually sued Mueller's on charges of assault. Yes, and as as her, her countersuit states, Miss Swift knows exactly who committed the assault. It was Mueller. Mueller alone was the perpetrator of the humiliating and wrongful conduct targeted against Miss Swift and will serve as an example to other women who may resist publicly reliving similar outrageous and humiliating acts. He lifted her skirt and groped her. Okay, I've had my ass grabbed about a thousand times in a bar, in a concert, you know, walking down the street. What the fuck? Okay, it's, you know, okay, yeah, it it's annoying and it, it's humiliating in some cases, but you know what? You get over it. It is not that big of a fucking deal. Now, Swift originally said that she was going to donate her court winnings to charitable organizations dedicated to protecting women from similar acts of sexual assault and personal disregard. Oh, my fucking God, shut the fuck up. But then later revised her request to a symbolic $1. Now, I'm going to stop you right there. Because this right here, this is the basis for all the, oh my fucking God, Tay-Tay is so fucking awesome. So one, no, she's not. She's a bully and she uses her money, fame, and legal team to keep her holier-than-thou fucking image alive. And two, if, and that is a great big huge if, she was actually groped, then why didn't she call the police and file charges? Now that that would be empowering to women. Show women everywhere that it doesn't matter your position. The police will find and punish the guilty parties. Instead of making every woman who has ever been raped, groped, or assaulted feel like they don't have, if they don't have the money, no one's going to listen to them. And three, using a civil court to file assault charges is akin to using tomatoes for birth control. It's fucking ridiculous, and it doesn't do a goddamn thing. You have a fucking platform. Stand up and say, I was assaulted. I filed charges, and I put the guilty party away. Instead, you're telling women the only way to get justice is to have an army of lawyers to file endless civil suits, and then you still don't get anywhere. And do you know why the civil route is Miss Swift's choice? I'll tell you why. Because this groping incident is a given. That's right. There's absolutely no burden of proof on her part. It's simply accepted that it happened. And the poor schlub that's being sued has to prove that he didn't do it at all. Which, by the way, is fucking impossible to do. So let's go back to the Denver court, because that Denver court is in trial for Mueller's lawsuit against Miss Swift, Swift's mother, Andrea Swift, Mueller himself, Frank Bell, Shannon Melcher, and Swift's bodyguard, Greg Dent, are all witnesses in the case, as is Tay-Tay herself. On the stand on Tuesday, Mueller said he made physical contact with Swift, but denied that it was inappropriate. He said he didn't know anything was amiss until his conversation with Swift's security. So... Let me get this straight. 
some guy gropes you and instead of saying get your fucking hand off of me or don't touch me or what the fuck do you think you're doing you stand there smile like a pixie and don't say anything to anybody around you for hours and then you go to security and say oh by the way can you throw that guy out because he grabbed my ass oh my god oh my god i just want to slap her she's so stupid I don't believe it. Simply put, I don't believe it. The fact is, is you should have called the police. You should have said something. You should have done something. You want to empower women? Say something when it fucking happens. Don't let it fucking happen. And then, of course, poor Mueller, he's trying to clear his name. It's humiliating that he's been accused of doing something that's so despicable. And everybody on the face of the planet believes this pixie little girl because nobody would ever believe that she lies. No, we've never caught her in a lie before, have we? Oh, fuck that shit. Then, of course, on Thursday, Swift delivered her testimony on the sand in precise and colorful language. What Mr. Mueller did was very intentional, Swift says. I am critical of your client for sticking his hand under my skirt and grabbing my ass. He stayed attached to my bare ass cheek as I lurched away from him. The first couple of milliseconds, I thought it must be a mistake. I moved to the side very quickly. He stuck it right up. Now, once again, I've seen the picture. And this skirt is incredibly short. I mean, seriously, like within inches, you're going to see that muff. I'm not even joking. And if somebody had lifted it, well, it would be incredibly obvious in this picture because it's not like a set. It's it's very flimsy material and you can see that it's got a pleat on it. So the pleat would show that it was up. I'm I'm seriously, I'm telling you, this is what it is. Okay. It's so obvious, but of course she stayed firm in her testimony, saying that she did not feel bad about Mueller losing his job. Now, stop for a minute and think of that. She doesn't feel bad that this poor schlub lost his job because she's such a bitch. No, I'm not going to allow you or your client to make me feel in any way that this is my fault, because it isn't. I am being blamed for the unfortunate events of his life that are a product of his, of his decisions and not mine. When Mueller attorneys asked her if she could be certain it was Mueller who groped him, she answered yes. He had a handful of my ass. It happened to me. I know it was him. I don't need a picture. I could have picked him out of a line of a thousand. Really? So how many people were actually at this photo shoot or this meet and greet? I'm going to say most of her answers in this testimony have been described as snarky. Seriously, I heard some of these and I just wanted to reach across and slap her and say, bitch, you need to act like a professional. In one exchange, Mueller's attorney showed Swift the photo taken with Mueller and asked why her skirt didn't appear to be lifted. She actually had the audacity to say, because my ass is located in the back of my body. Seriously? Okay, first of all, get a fucking mannequin, put that same outfit on it, and pull the skirt up and see if we see the same thing. Because seriously, I'm thinking no. May she, she may have been groped by somebody, but it wasn't by this guy. I, I, I honestly, I just don't believe it. Now, Mueller's attorney also noted that Mueller that Melcher was closer to Swift than Mueller was, and that Swift brushed the comment aside. Yes, but she didn't have her hand on my ass. Okay, you know what? Seriously, drama, drama, drama. Oh, my God. Oh, she says the only way anybody would have ever seen him groping her would have been at, underneath her. I find that hard to believe. If somebody was standing behind them, they would have seen his hand on her ass. So, seriously, you're such a fucking child. Shut the fuck up. Anyways, the trial is scheduled to end on August 17th, but it's not clear when we're going to get a decision on this. So I'm telling you, but is this the whole story? You know, it isn't. 
That's right, Renegade Nation. When we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about Taylor's history with that legal system. All right, my dear sweet listeners, it's time to honor our sponsors and maybe check out a little music. You're listening to The World in My Eyes. I'm Naughty Nicole, and this is Renegade Talk Radio Atlanta. And I promise you this, you can grab a handful of my ass and meet me back here after the break, my darlings. Fellas. Didn't get what you were hoping for from Santa Claus this year? Looking to add a little spice to things in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about an adventurous new adult toy or movie? Well, then we have an offer that you won't be able to resist. Go to toysforpleasure.vegas and, for a limited time, you'll get 20% off store-wide. And we'll even throw in free shipping for any order above $100. And no, we're not teasing. So check out toysforpleasure.vegas today and use special offer code BABE69 upon checkout and make sure all your adult fantasies come true with toysforpleasure.vegas today. Remember, use offer code babe69 that's b a b e 69 to receive a 20% discount on your entire order and gift the gift that santa forgot to give this year And welcome back, Renegade Nation. If you're just tuning in, well, this is the world in my eyes, and I am Naughty Nicole, and today we're talking about pop tycoon Taylor Swift and her fucking addiction to the legal system. So, Swifties, bring it on. All right, guys, let's jump right back into it. As stated in our first segment, Miss Swift to Sue has a long history of sending in the lawyers after anyone dares to sully her meticulously crafted image. And everyone is fair game from her ex-guitar teacher to independent artists and even her own fans. I mean, let's be serious. Miss Swift has faced her fair share of adversity, right? Katy Perry was mean to her and that Kennedy kid just refused to marry her and it took far too long for the boys to see how fucking adorable she is and every single guy she dates dumps her for some slut. It must be fucking exhausting to be Tay-Tay. And then there's all the fucking lawyers. For months, Kim, Kanye, and Taylor feuded over Famous, with the Kimye camp claiming Swifty had approved the rapper's explicit lyrics. Swift, who has been tapping into that virginal white victim trope her entire career, allegedly decided to throw Kanye under the bus for some, well, favorable press, right? Oh, but in the good old days, this story may have just ended at, well, he said, she said. But lucky for us... Kim eventually came to her senses and remembered that she literally films her entire life for a fucking living. And once she sorted through all her receipts, it was only a matter of time before she leaked the incriminating footage on Snapchat. With Taylor Swift's reputation permanently punctured, the internet collectively danced on the grave of America's former sweetheart, well, to the tune of a Katy Perry Spotify playlist. That's right. 
The story of Kim exposing Taylor will go down in history as a true miracle in July. The tea, which only looked like enough for one or two 24-hour new, news cycles, miraculously just kept coming. And Swifty's big old squad, you know her first line of defense, well, they got totally annihilated on Twitter. At least the ones who bothered to show up. And then, of course, Calvin Harris finally stopped crying into his abrivlets long enough to go to Naboo with his brand new gal pal. Then the rumors began circulating that Swift was in the running to pin the Olympics theme, but lost out to her nemesis, that mean old Katy Perry. That's right. Even though stringing together inspiring pop songs through vague aphorisms and three chords is, well, her specialty. Then Miranda Kerr got engaged to Snapchat CEO Evan Spiegel, an alleged Taylor Swift ex, even though love and marriage are totally Swifties thing. Lastly, Chloe Grace Moretz, who gets tons of attention for self-righteously attacking Kim Kardashian, somehow managed to parlay her non-celebrity into a DNC gig. Even though annoying people with her inexplicable success, cloying sincerity is the entire foundation of Taylor Swift's brand. In all likelihood, Swift took one look at this shit show and decided to take an extended vacation. Her various suits, trademarks, and legal grievances are as numerous and insubstantial as the members of her squad are. While service-level tabloid surfers might claim Swift's only public reaction was an Instagram, that's not exactly true. In fact, according to one of Australia's graffiti artists, Swift was too busy passing out cease-and-desist orders. That's right, that story comes out of Melbourne, where street artist Lush Sachs installed a mock memorial to Taylor Swift, 1989 to 2016. The macabre portrait of the face that launched a thousand memes is technically labeled as Taylor Smith. Fans suspect that this typo was his attempt to dodge a defamation lawsuit, but according to an Instagram post by the artist, Taylor Smith's attorney has emailed me with a threat of legal action if I do not remove my wall relating to her. Luckily, Melbourne street art has a, well, a short lifespan, and the mural was quickly tagged over by some anonymous artist. Tom Hiddleston, was that you? It's okay. I approve. This most recent foray into the American legal system is only the latest in a long line of overly vigilant image policing. Way back in 2015, Swift was first outed by her own childhood guitar teacher. To hear Swift tell it? Her transformation from plucky tween to pop country sensation was just a magical twist of fate. As she told it, I was doing my homework when the tech fixing my computer looked over and saw the guitar in the corner. And he said, do you play guitar? I said, oh, no, I tried. But then he said, do you want me to teach you a few chords? And I said, oh, yes, yes, please. According to the aforementioned tech Ronnie Krimmer, Swift's version of their relationship is about as sugar-coated as one of her fucking songs. While Krimmer does work as a tech guy in Reading, Pennsylvania, he was first approached by the Swift family because of his side gig as a respected local musician. Krimmer claims that Taylor and her mom asked him to help her record a demo and teach her country guitar. Ronnie worked with her for six hours a week at $32 an hour. Still, he understands why that story never gets told. 
because it's just her publicity team that doesn't sell as good that a 36-year-old bald guy taught her. Yeah, that's not going to work with her image. But while Ronnie waited years to share his side of the story, Swift's team didn't waste any time taking him to task. About a month after his testimony went public, Kramer received a letter from TAS Rights Management threatening to sue him for purchasing the domain name ITaughtTaylorSwift.com. Given the proliferation of Taylor Swift fan sites, it's clear what Swift was really protecting was her brand as a self-taught songwriting whiz kid. Shockingly, going after the man who taught her those very first guitar chords isn't Swift's legal team at its most heartless. No, that would be the cluster of cease and desist letters Swift unleashed on some of her biggest fans. Small-time purveyors of Etsy fan art. When Swift eventually sheds her current snake human skin to reveal a motherboard, we won't be surprised. That's because in 2015, one of the most profitable celebrities of our generation took precious time out of her schedule to intimidate a bunch of Swifties for the crime of selling $10 1989 mugs to other fans online. In the words of one targeted Etsy seller who was forced to take her merch down, We originally made the item for fun. We love Taylor and we had friends that love Taylor. We never intended intended for it to be a profit-making item. The cost of the item covered shipping and production costs with very little left over. When we got the email that the trademark infringement occurred, we were pretty shocked because while our item was popular, we didn't feel as if it had become popular enough to cause harm to Taylor's empire. We were shocked and scared. We didn't even make enough money for a lawyer, and this had seemed like such a harmless and fun idea. Of course, no potential trademark violation is just harmless to Taylor Swift, a woman so litigious that she attempted to trademark colloquial phrases like this sick beat and could show you incredible things to crib. The iconic words of Trump spokeswoman Katrina Pearson, this concept that Taylor invented the English language is fucking absurd. The overexposure caused by these legal actions is hardly worth whatever soiled brand Swift believes that she's protecting. If anything, suing mural artists and famous celebrity couples will only add to the image of Taylor Swift as the conniving clandestine control freak that she is. Now that I've said my piece on the many, many trials and tribulations of being Taylor Swift, I'd like to share with you some of the reasons that I can't stand Tay-Tay and her horde of swiftly stupid minions. First of all, she takes feminism back about 20 fucking years by constantly not allowing herself to be portrayed as anything more than a helpless victim, by actually portraying that role herself, yet will tout herself as a true feminist and that she's furthering the cause for all women. No, she's not. Two, she makes out that she adores her fans. So how come the press found a big stack of unopened fan mail in the bins near her apartment? Huh? Want to answer that one, Tay-Tay? Well, she's petty as fuck. And, you know, the joke about Michael J. Fox, I loved that one. He innocently said he hopes that she doesn't date his son. Her fans lost their shit and started posting really offensive things about his condition and sending him death threats. Her response? Thanks for having my back. And Amy Poehler and Tina Fey made a joke saying, hey, 
stay away from Michael J. Fox's son. And she said that they would go to hell for not supporting her. Really? Oh my fucking God, shut up. She lowers the glass roof on women's aspirations because 90% of her songs are about boys and wanting boys and being sad because she doesn't have any boys in her life, being incomplete because she doesn't have boys, etc., etc., etc. Of course, you can write about whatever you want, but surely, surely in this vast universe, you could possibly think about something, anything other than boys. Then she makes herself out to be the perfect picture of virginal innocence and girls who have had sex or act sexual deserve to have their boyfriends taken away by Taylor because of their sexual behavior. See any of her videos or any of her songs for proof. One video that comes to mind is the one where she plays herself in this long flowing white dress and plays a slutty girl in a dark wig and a short tight dark dress because that's what sluts look like. Well, I'm just going to say that if you look outside of anything of her videos, doesn't she pretty much dress like a slut all the time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, pretty sure. Okay. And her audience is so young. With a job like hers, it is her responsibility to be a role model. In a world with a distinct lack of young female role models in the spotlight, she has to do it right. But, in my opinion, she is not. And then, let's look at this a little bit. She went to a Catholic-run private school. She summered at her family's own lake house every year. Yet, she makes herself out to be this poor little Cinderella tell that made success out of nothing. Her parents are fucking rich. They're connected and they fully support her career choice and funded it in the beginning. She essentially has had the easiest rise in the world and she's making money from pretending to be just the opposite. Seriously, just take pride in where you came from and seriously, just be honest with that shit because I'm so sick and tired of it. And people aren't calling her an anti-feminist because of a reference in one song. She's being called that because of the atrocious double standard that she holds all women to. In Taylor's mind, you can either be a girl who dates the entire football team, dresses like a stripper, and usually ends up being popular, or you can be Taylor, a Christian conservative girl who wears nerdy glasses and ends up winning in the end. Yeah, I don't think so. And then let's talk about her support for No Hate. Then later released a song with the following lyrics. So go and tell your friends that I'm obsessive and crazy. That's fine. I'll tell mine you're gay. Are you fucking kidding me with that? Seriously? Then then there are the, the relationships. The many, many, many relationships. First she says, I'm the girl that never has a boyfriend. Bitch, please. Of course, she can go out with as many people as she wants. That's her choice. I don't have a problem with it. The problem that I have with it, though, is that I'm pretty sure none of these men have asked her to plaster their private lives all over the media, magazines, webzines, interviews, and lastly, songs. All anyone hears about any of her breaks up, breakups is how she's the victim and they were really, really mean to her. But maybe I'm just being cynical. Maybe every single guy that she's ever gone out with did trick her into dating them. Maybe they all did become jerks and sleep around. And maybe she didn't ever, ever do anything wrong in her life like ever. We'll just never know because, well, her exes have collectively said less about her than she has about any single one of them. Yeah, I believe that like I believe that Tom Hiddleston only dated her to become famous. 
bitch. He was already the internet's boyfriend long before he was yours. So shut the fuck up. And she plays at being this ugly, unwanted outsider, beside, despite the fact that she is thin, attractive, wealthy, and a white woman. Apparently, glasses equal ugly loser. Sorry, ladies, if you wear glasses, you're ugly. That's what it is. And then she perpetuates the myth that women need men to save them, or in other words, perpetuates that virgin whore stereotype, Madonna whore stereotype, good girl, bad girl dichotomy, with slut-shaming lyrics such as, she's not a saint, and she's not what you think. She's an actress, and she's better known for the things she does on the mattress. It's important to note that she alludes to having sex herself by saying, there's a drawer of my things at your place but still criticizes other women for doing just that. Face it, people, she slut shames, and a majority of her music is about having a crush on a guy who doesn't like her, playing the victim card, and then hating on the girl that he does have a crush on her. She constantly tries to pull that innocent virginal shtick, and it's fucking pathetic now. She acts like having a boyfriend is the only path to happiness. And when her crush doesn't express a mutual liking, she attacks the girl that he does have a crush on. That's just not healthy. Just because someone doesn't like you doesn't mean that your life is over. And attacking someone just because they are liked, that's just fucking stupid. Are you fucking 12? I mean, it's like Taylor stopped aging emotionally and mentally at the age of 12 and hasn't gotten any older. Furthermore, it's incredibly dangerous and unsettling that a person whose fans are primarily young girls is basically telling young, impressionable girls that their lives won't be complete until they are validated by a man. Not to mention that it's even more dangerous telling young girls that if your crush doesn't like you back, his girlfriend is a slut or a whore. Just because a a woman is in control of her body and her sexuality, it doesn't make her a whore. And just because she has your crush on lockdown doesn't mean she's a slut. Maybe, just maybe, he doesn't want to be with you because you're a fucking psychopath. Or maybe, just maybe, he doesn't like you for whatever reason. Did you ever stop to think of that, Taylor? Who the fuck cares if she's wearing high heels and you wear sneakers? Maybe he likes the high heels. Or maybe, just maybe, he doesn't date 12-year-olds. Grow the fuck up, honey. And with that, I'm sure I've just put my name on the list for a future lawsuit. And we've come to the end of the episode. And I thank you for joining me today. I hope you take some time to reach out to me because I would love to hear from you. And hey, Swifties, I'm about to give you my email address, so bring it on, bitches. You can find me at my website, www.nicole-delacroix.com, and on Twitter at at Nicole Delacroix, or via email, here it comes, Swifties, at NaughtyNicoleRenegadeTalk at gmail.com. And on that note, that's all the time we have for today, and I do want to thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio Atlanta, and don't forget to tune in next time. And remember, maturity starts when drama ends. Until then, well, we'll see you next time, my precious little heathens. Love y'all. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.